We have read the story of the crucifixion from Matthew chapter 27. Tonight I want to focus just really on two verses, the verses 50 and 51 for our scripture lesson. I'm going to read those two verses again tonight. Matthew 27 at verse 50. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. On that crucifixion day so many years ago, there were a number of miraculous events that surrounded the crucifixion. We read about this darkness, this unusual darkness in the middle of the day. When the sun should have been shining brightly, there is darkness over the land as the light of the world is being extinguished. We read Jesus' words from the cross as he is misunderstood and appears to call for Elijah, and they wonder, will Elijah come and save him? We hear the story of the rocks shaking, the earth shaking, and, and the tombs that are opened and the saints being raised, that strange story. And finally, we hear that declaration of the centurion watching him, truly, this was the Son of God. Many things to look at. But tonight, I want to focus just on that, that event with regard to the, the curtain of the temple. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. As Jesus yields up his spirit, the temple curtain is torn in two. That temple curtain uh, had great significance for the people of God. Uh, you recall perhaps the structure of the temple. It was based on the structure of the tabernacle with really three different sections in that building. There was the outer court, and then we had the inner court, sometimes referred to as the holy place. And then there was that special extra inner room, that most holy place. And that most holy place was separated from the holy place by a great curtain. A curtain that is described for us as something which is beautiful. It was made of brightly colored blue and crimson and purple. It was fine linen. On it was embroidered the cherubim, these glorious angels, these servants of God. This curtain was a beautiful thing to behold, glorious, majestic, befitting the majesty of God. Because behind that curtain, in the most holy place, was the Ark of the Covenant. That Ark of the Covenant was not simply an ornamented box that was made. But on the top of that Ark, there was a chair, there was a seat. Sometimes refer to that, to that as the mercy seat. This, this Ark, this box, was a depiction of God's throne in the midst of his people. And that most holy place was God's throne room. It was a symbol of the presence of God in the midst of his people. And so this curtain had to be great, had to be glorious, had to be majestic. Because inside that curtain 
We have God's throne itself. God sitting in the midst of his people. Beautiful, majestic, and glorious. While that curtain was a beautiful thing to behold, it was also a terrible reminder. It was a reminder to those Old Testament saints that they were separated from God. They just couldn't walk into the holy place. In fact, no one could come into the holy place except for the high priest, and he could only come in once a year. This curtain, as majestic as it was, was hardly ever seen because behind it was God, and they were separated from him. It would be a beautiful but a sad reminder. A reminder of God's holiness, a reminder of God's majesty, a reminder of God's glory, and of their own sinfulness. They could not approach him. Children, it would be like like having a great big no entrance sign put up. Maybe sometimes you've gone to a museum and and part of that museum is closed off. There's a sign that says no entrance. That means you can't go back there. You can't go in that part of the museum. It's not for you. This beautiful curtain was like a great big no entrance sign. No access to God. He is holy. He is righteous. He is majestic. And you are fallen, and you are sinful. It was a beautiful, but a terrible reminder. They were separated from God. It is that curtain, that curtain in the temple, that is torn from top to bottom as Jesus yields up his spirit. And that Old Testament picture of warning, that Old Testament reminder of their separation from God, in this act becomes a blessing for God's people in the New Testament. When Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit, behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Christ dies and the curtain is torn. It is as if that that big no entrance sign is taken down. And now because of his death, the sign is replaced with welcome. In Christ and because of his death, we can approach God. We can have access to God, but only through Christ. Through the one who gave up his life on the cross. The book of Hebrews talks about that. In Hebrews chapter 10, we read in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart 
in full assurance of faith. Let us draw near. No longer no entrance. No longer stay away. But now because of Jesus Christ, because of what he has done, we now draw near to God in faith. We have access through Jesus Christ. The author of Hebrews says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us draw near with assurance of faith. We know our sins have been taken away. Christ's death on the cross assures us He gave up His life that we might know life. We have every confidence now in Him to approach God. Our hearts sprinkled, our bodies washed, cleansed by the powerful blood of Jesus Christ. Washing us not simply externally, but internally. Our hearts are washed. We are made new creatures in Jesus Christ. For He who promised is faithful. All those promises given to the Old Testament saints of a Messiah, of a Redeemer, of one who would come to redeem His people, to save them from their sins, all find their fulfillment in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Let us approach with confidence this great and glorious God. No more separation. No more no entrance. Now welcome. Welcome into my presence. That that tearing of the curtain was also symbolic of the end of the temple era. In the the land of Israel, that, 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 uh, that temple was seen as the location where God was. God says, you want to come to me, you come to Jerusalem. You come to the temple. This is where I have made my name to dwell. But now with the tearing of this curtain, we enter the end of that temple era. Now no longer need to go to Jerusalem, need to go to the temple. But now all have access to God through Jesus Christ. He now dwells in His church. We don't have to tonight make a trip to Jerusalem to to worship God. For He dwells in the church, in His chosen people. The temple era is gone. For all who have confessed Jesus Christ, for all who embrace Jesus Christ, for all who find in Him that perfect and final sacrifice, we approach Him in worship tonight. And we do so with confidence. Confidence to draw near to our great and glorious God. How how can this be? Notice in particular the details given to us. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The The curtain of the temple was not torn from the bottom to the top. It's not as if 
The priests decided, well, you know what? I think Jesus has now sacrificed himself, so I think it's up to us now to rend this curtain. Let's tear the curtain apart from bottom to top. The curtain is torn from top to bottom. This is symbolic for us as well. The entrance to God was not made from man's side. It was not the priest's decision. But this ability now to approach God with confidence comes from God Himself. He rends the curtain from top to bottom. What man could not do, God Himself does. There was no way we could offer sufficient righteousness. There was no way we could do anything to make God look at us as worthy. No, He is the one who has to open the pathway. He is the one who rends the curtain from top to bottom. God did what we could not do. His love, His mercy, His grace. Only God could make that that way possible. Only God could remove the the no-entrance side and say, welcome, welcome into my presence. And that's what God does for us once again tonight. He calls to us, and because of the suffering and death of Jesus Christ, He says, welcome, come in. Come in and dine with me. Come to my table. I have a meal ready for you. A meal to strengthen you, a meal to encourage you. You don't have to stay away, but you are welcome to come to the table of the Lord. That call goes out tonight to to let go of our own pride, thinking we have access to God in ourselves. Let go of our old sinful ways and trust in Jesus Christ alone, what He has done. Think about that work on the cross. Even as I, I read this text again tonight, I get chills to think of what Christ has done for us, to think of the suffering, the humiliation He underwent on our behalf that we might now be welcome to come into God's presence, welcome to come to the table of the Lord. Oh, may God humble our hearts tonight that we no longer take pride in ourselves, pride in what we might offer to God, but simply confess there was nothing we could do. The curtain was not penetrable from our side. It would take the work of God and God alone that we might have access. Oh, God calls us tonight to put our faith, our hope, our trust in Jesus Christ Know the assurance of life because of his death and know the blessing of fellowship with a holy God. God says, welcome. The curtain has been torn. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we are amazed. We are overwhelmed at the work of your son, Jesus Christ. We are overwhelmed at your love and mercy toward us. We who deserved nothing, we who earned nothing except for condemnation, and yet you, because of the work of your Son, now say to us, welcome. Welcome into my presence. Welcome to my table. 
Thank you, O God, for your goodness to us. Thank you for your mercy to us. May we never tire of hearing this glorious truth and praising you for all you have done. Hear our prayer, O God, for Jesus' sake. Amen.